Welcome everybody to the Wolf 6 Actual Podcast, cast number two. Today, we're going to break down therapy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks everybody for tuning in. This is the Wolf 6 Actual Podcast. Number two, it's been so exciting. Um, thank you to everyone for the listen so far. Um, thank you for the the feedback that I've gotten. I've had people reach out to be a guest, which is great because I do not want you to have to just listen to my ugly mug the whole time. I think it'll be exciting to start to to bring in some people, have an honest conversation, you know, some discussions going on about different topics. That will be really exciting. Um, a lot, yeah, just just different people reaching out to me, old friends, random people um, from from LinkedIn or, or just kind of acquaintances to to my coworkers, my peers, just all around. Um, appreciate the feedback. Please keep sending it. You know, I'm I'm only going to get better with with feedback, and love to hear your thoughts. But we're I'm already getting it, and I think that's it's really cool. It hasn't even been a week out in the world, that, and already kind of receiving that and 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 seeing the views and, and the listens it's it's been a, extremely exciting for me so i just want to thank you all thank you for the support um means means the world means the absolute world to me today's topic well before today's topic i just want to tell everyone getting packed up getting ready getting geared up i get on a plane tomorrow morning and um Heading out to good old my hometown, stomping grounds, Los Angeles, California. Getting ready for Coachella weekend one. This is actually my 12th Coachella. So my first year was 2007 with Rage Against the Machine. Faithless. Wow, what a year. What an amazing year. But, uh, you know, man, back then it was it was not about Instagram and crown flowers and, you know, being seen there. You know, it was uh, it was a little bit different environment, but I've stuck with it, and it's it's one of my favorite festivals. And so, if you've never been to Coachella, or you've just never been to a music festival, I highly suggest get out there and to go experience one. the The value add of seeing new music, hearing new artists, stuff you've never listened to before, and then the all the artists that you want to see. You know, when you when you add up their retail costs, especially with ticket fees now and just everything, it's a net positive. There's there's immense value there. You get to connect, meet new people. Um, it's great. And there might be, you know, there might be some 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 flower crowns and some insta posts. But hey, that's that's really not what it's not about. You know, sometimes it happens. I'm just gonna say that sometimes it happens. So if you're watching my Instagram feed, yeah, might might happen. But also music will definitely be there and happening. And I've got a good group of friends. One of our friends actually was at the very first Coachella back in 99. What I would kill to see that lineup, especially today. What a lineup. Go look at the go look at it. It's got everyone from the Chemical Brothers to Rage. I think Beck was on the first lineup. I mean, it had had some turntable stuff. I think. DJ Rap might have played that year. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not looking at it, but what a year 99 was. But so we've got a 
really kind of OG group. I'm I'm actually one of the babies of the group, and I said this is my twelfth Coachella, but uh, you know a lot of them were going in like 2004. So really exciting, gonna be out there. If you're out there on the polo fields and you're listening to this, because this is probably gonna drop on Friday. So if you're out there, hit me up. Go go grab a grab a beverage. Uh, you know, be good. Um, but yeah, today's topic. Now that I've rambled, today's topic is really going to be about therapy. And just lately, it's it's been an active part of my life, both traditional therapy and physical therapy. And so I really just kind of want to dig into to all of it and and what therapy is and what it's taught me and how it can benefit you and benefit me and benefit everybody out there. Um, I want to kind of start with physical therapy. And so this was, you know, something just like I said, told you last time, um, I dislocated my ankle, which broke both my tib and my fib because of that. There's been physical therapy. I've got to get range of motion mobility back. When I first went there, I couldn't put my foot was healed, but I wasn't, really using my foot at all. And so it's just had to retrain. There's extreme muscle dystrophy in my leg. I was in a boot at that point on both crutches. And now, wow. I mean, that was the end of October, early November. And, you know, we're here in April and I'm almost have just a perfect stride now, kind of back to normal. Still can't run. I don't have that mobility back. Um, there actually may be a second surgery involved of taking a pin out of my ankle so I can get full mobility to run. I really want to run. Um, <clears throat> I was actually training for a marathon. I've been off and on training for a marathon since 2017. Um, I was going to run the Walt Disney World Marathon in 2018, and I got really hurt. Um, planter hit really bad. I couldn't walk. I, I did like an 18-mile run was hurting through it and then what made it through afterwards, my foot was really hurting. And then I went to Walt Disney world and I actually had to like buy new shoes when I was there. I was just struggling that whole trip. I felt so bad for my group, uh, friends that, that were there, but, um, yeah, had to, had to, you know, put it on the back burner cause I, I couldn't run at that point. And so then I was like, okay, 2018 I want to do a marathon in 2019 and so I started training again and then I had the dislocation happen so (laughs) sucks really sucks but right now I can't really run I don't have full mobility in my leg and one of the biggest things is I can't actually do a one-legged squat and if you think about what actually like running or jogging is it's a bunch of kind of one-legged squats so I can't do that yet. If I can't get mobility back in a few months, there may be surgery and we may have to take out a second, uh, one to two pins that are directly through my ankle. It's actually pretty common to get those out, but we might have to take those out. But otherwise, physical therapy has been great. I'm back to walking. I can briskly move. Uh, if I needed to, I could run, just not the best uh form and actually what my physical therapist said if i was 50 or 60 years old 
she'd tell me just to go run. She was like, we would have you on a, a, a program to get you back to running and we just go for it. The problem is being 30 years old, there's complications there that if I start to run and put on distance and she knows that I want to go run a marathon and she kind of got to know my personality, she knows I'm just going to start adding on distance and it wouldn't be the best move, right? Then I could start to displace my weight, injure kind of my hip, maybe injure my you know knees. And, and so it, she told me to lay off until we can get that mobility back or until we have that surgery, which then I'll, I'm done with physical therapy. Now I may have to go back for physical, physical therapy. If we do that, I actually, I would have to go back. Um, but what's really interesting about physical therapy is the goal is to get you to what your other kind of equivalent body part is equal to, right? So for my leg and my foot, it was, okay, let's get your mobility and range of motion back to my other foots and range of mobility and motion. And so the one interesting thing that I kind of learned inherently I knew, but I, it, it brought it to light was my mobility on the quote unquote healthy side is still not great. And so I'm thinking back like, man, what's happened? Well, I, I was, I, I wrestled in high school with old school coaches, old school, like old school coaches that like, wasn't really about, you know, we would basically put on like running shoes and go run on dirt and maybe concrete to like, you know, potential for shin splints there to then hitting each other really hard on the mats. And, and there was a, it, it was very physical. If you can, if you've ever watched wrestling, you know, it's physical, but then the training that goes involved is extremely physical. Um, I've, I've done cross country running fun story, actually another school that I went to for a short time, I actually was coached by for running uh, Mickey Hall. He is Chad Hall and Ryan Hall's father. So if anybody, if you know the running community, you you know the name Ryan Hall. You might not know Chad Hall. Um, Chad Hall is, uh, I think, did he go to Stanford as well? I forget which school he went to, but he was also, uh, you know, really big in the running community. And that was he was one grade younger than me. So I actually, you know, got to meet Chad Hall, a great guy. I mean, wow, that was ages ago. That was my junior year. So his sophomore year. Um, and one of the cool things is that, you know, most people kind of don't know Mickey Hall, but like I said, he's Ryan Hall's dad and, and kind of, uh, there's another brother too. I forget his name, but, but all three of them, I know, I believe got full scholarships for really great schools. Um, for, for track and field. But what was funny or, or not funny, but really interesting to me was I remember, you know, coach hall was like, well, you know, once Chad's done, I'm probably not going to coach at least not for a while. And I'm going to go train and do Kona again. So this is an Ironman athlete who's trained his three sons. Now, granted they lived in big bear. So great elevation, like perfect situation to be world and best in class runners. And they did it. And so just one exciting, you know, moment for me in my life to, I probably didn't even realize the greatness that was happening in front of me at the time. But I think looking back, it's just like, Oh wow. What a, what a really cool thing. Um, I started lifting weights and since 2005, I've trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I started training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in 2009. 
I've done Muay Thai. Um, wow, I was 16. So what, 2004, 2005 is when my cousin first had me sparring for Jeet Kune Do. So I've had really physical, um, we'll say, uh, fitness life to, you know, doing sumo high deads, you know, doing really heavy weightlifting, um, on top of all of these different things. And so when I went to physical therapy, I realized how jacked up my good leg was. And I, and it kind of made me remember, I'm like, Oh, I kind of probably, I really damaged something if I not dislocated it. Um, when I was actually in high school, I didn't even have insurance at the time, but it was back in high school and I was doing parkour and, uh, you know, uh, people told me I was stupid, especially my parents, different people told me I was stupid. Um, I got grounded for that and some other things. But the downside is when I was grounded, I was actually accepted to go. I wasn't, it's not accepted, but I mean, I, uh, I won an audition to be in a Paul Oakenfold music video. And so if you go right now and you look up, uh, Paul Oakenfold, the song he did with Brittany Murphy, I think it was Pastor Kill Pussycat or something. There's a parkour element to that uh, music video. The whole point was uh, four guys try to get into a club. They said, no way. Paul Oakenfold was playing. These guys go up a side of a building, scale up. They do some parkour. They do some free running. And the goal is they kind of jump into the party and sneak into the party. I was accepted I keep saying accepted. I I won the audition. I was going to be one of those four guys. I was grounded. I couldn't actually do it. Um, but so follow your dreams, kids. Follow your dreams, even if that means dislocating your ankle and and you want to be a parkour uh, person in Hollywood. Uh, go follow your dreams. I did. Hashtag no regrets. Um, but so I kind of realized in therapy, I was like, oh wow. Actually, my left side's not great either. Now, granted, it's not broken and smashed up, but when you're doing physical therapy, you kind of really get in tune of, of your body and, and you learn ways of, of doing it. And so now I'm trying to do, I'm really trying to do mobility on both sides. And we're talking like real hardcore mar- mobility for the ankle using bands, you know, trying to flex out, flex in, trying to really get range of motion on, on both sides. Um, so it's, it's just interesting the more you become aware, the, the that gives that that sense of awareness is what I think can allow you to to really grow. And then, after doing physical therapy or in between, really, I went to actual therapy, and it started. I've kind of wanted to do it for a little while, but it started because I had a panic attack while trying to clean my room. Um, not my room. It was really my apartment. I'm going through my apartment and I kind of had a a mini panic attack. And I was like, oh, wow, what's going on? I don't have anxiety. I've never really had anxiety. I've never really had panic attacks. It's really not me. What's going on here? Um, I went to one therapist initially, had one kind of consultation meeting, disliked it, went to another one and was like, yes, this is my therapist. She's an absolute rock star. And um, it's been an exciting journey of getting to know myself, right? And so what I've noticed is it's helped me in my 
personal life, in my professional life, it's really helped me in all avenues of my life because it get someone who's professionally trained, obviously not trained, they have education. Okay. Someone in the mental health with, with, you know, has education in the field and can really guide you to getting where you want to go. And, uh, even if you watch like the show Billions, one of my favorite shows out right now, the show Billions, that's like one of the key, the, the really the best character, um, is a therapist that helps like these absolute killers on a sales and trading floor be the best that they can. And she uses really like therapy as a way to like give them their edge or, or, or you know, when they're lost or they're struggling, whatever it is, like kind of get back to ground zero. And so, that's what I've been going through. I try to go once a week and, and trying to, to hone in on what's happening and, and being aware. It gives you guidance. And it, like I said, it, it can truly give you your edge back, especially if you're at a place that you feel like you're losing your edge. Um, it's, it's good to get outside perspective, right? An outside perspective that's their only goal is to help you achieve your goals. So that's pretty exciting, right? Um, they're not going to be judgmental. They're, they're going to give you tools, advice to build up your mental toolkit. And, and it kind of ties into last episode of burnout and, and me hitting the wall. And I didn't know it was burnout until my therapist told me, Hey, that's burnout. Right. And so then I had the most productive week last week. I went out and like I said, I made the podcast. I started cleaning up my apartment. I was able to kind of mentally push past that. Um, I finally started working more on my content, my streaming for, for the video game side, which is really great kind of working on my Instagram. So it's been overall just a really productive week. And then I've, I've, at, at work, I've been more productive and, and been able to to really hit some of the tasks and, and things at hand. So therapy is kind of taboo to some people. Some people don't believe in it. Some people think it's, it's hogwash, a waste of time, a waste of money, whatever it is. But I can tell you through my personal experience, therapy is a weapon and it can be a weapon that really helps to take you back to where you want to go someplace farther than you've ever been. And it's really fantastic to, to, I've haven't even been going that long, but to already have seen the results of going, let's say for, you know, two months now, whatever it is, just the progress I get to make and, and, and being aware, right? And for me, that's what it's about. If I know what the problem is, I think most of us don't know what the problem is. But if you know what the problem is, then you can build a strategy, you can work towards it. Now, there's some people that know what the problem is and they can't do it. Now, that's a whole other thing. I'm sure a therapist can help with that. For me, it's usually knowing what the problem is or not being able to put a blind eye to it because someone flat out told me, Hey, there's a problem with this X, Y, or Z thing. And then you're like, okay, yeah, there is a problem with X, Y, or Z thing. I understand X, Y, and Z thing is happening right now. I'm going to go out there and crush this. And, um, so I've been able to do it. I've been, it's been extremely helpful. It's, it's given me insight of, 
I think who I am as a person, what I want, right? What goals I want, what are my North star goals, what I'm trying to achieve in life, how, you know, mental issues, physical issues, how it all kind of ties in into your head, right? And what happens and how you process things. And so no one person is the same. And so I think that was one of the cool things of, of I, why I will always suggest therapy is the advice you receive from one person may not be the advice that is right for you. And so I think that's where it's exciting that someone who's a professional in the mental health field can tell you not really even advice. They'll just kind of explain to what's happening. They'll, they'll be able to kind of help you out. And I, I make sure if you do go to therapist, go to the, go to the one that has a specialty and what makes most sense to you. Um, but it, it helped me a lot understand, you know, someone with ADD or, and, or ADHD and, and maybe some, I definitely have some sort of slight dyslexia or something along those lines. And so it's like, understanding mental blocks and, and understanding, like I said, burnout, you know, understanding those issues. I now comprehend them. I don't just blame it on, Oh, I are dumb. Um, I are have issues, right? Although like, that was me just trying to be funny, right? I'm not dumb, but that's the, I think what a lot of us do, if we're having mental blocks, if we're having respective, whatever it is in your life. I, th- I think we, we kind of beat ourselves up and we, we blame whatever it is. You know, like I said, one of the things I've always kind of blamed is like, man, you got ADD or ADHD, you know, that's why you're, you're having this problem or whatever it was. And so I think she's really, my therapist really helped me unlock some additional layers of thinking behind that. And I think I'm more successful. Um, I've always, prescribed to the philosophy ever since I read the book of, you know, Ari Gold, who's Ari Emanuel, the, you know, gold standard rules to rule by. And he says, you know, get yourself a, uh, an ADA, an attention deficit advantage or, or whatever he uses. But he basically said that ADD for him was, is actually a weapon. And that's how I've always felt because my brain moves 10 times fast and I'm able to normally do tasks extremely fast. The only one downside is I really have to be into it. I've really got to be feeling it. And at that point, my brain's just firing on all cylinders. But when I'm like that, I can move and multitask and actually be successful. And, and especially, I think, in my career, it's been a weapon for me. Using ADD or ADHD or both of them, whatever whatever I've got as a weapon because sometimes you do have to multitask and I'm able to actually perform better than when things are slow and monotonous. Um, but therapy has been super helpful. I, I highly suggest if you, if you're not feeling like you are being 100% effective, I would highly suggest just even having a, a initial chat with a therapist or, or initial couple chats, find one you like, just kind of talk about it. It's not all about, oh, your childhood. It's not all about like the, the stuff I think especially TVs and movies make it out to be and what it's got a, a rep for. For me, it's been actually 
finding out the why and, and finding and building strategies. One super successful, the strategies last week I said are for, for, you know, moving through, you know, um, burnout came, some of those came directly from my therapist. So it's, it's been great. Um, it's helping me get my competitive edge back in all avenues of life, especially now, you know, now I'm dating and whatnot. It's, uh, yeah, you know, mentally you in 2019, you have to have some mental rigidness and and durability and what that means to each individual person is different. And so it's not taboo. You're not crazy. Uh, You don't have problems any worse different than the rest of us. I would just say that if you do not feel like you're performing to your own standards, um, to what you think is the best of your ability, I would highly suggest just kind of like an oil change, you know, go, go in and, and just kind of hash it out. And even if you only go once or twice, it, it just might help. Even a little bit can go a long ways. Um, you're not broken. Nothing's wrong with you, but it helps. At least for me, it really helped. It's hard sometimes to open up to someone. So that's the one thing I'll say is I think a lot of people say also therapy doesn't work because they don't find the right therapist. So find someone that you actually can kind of peel back a layer to get some help. And I think for me, I did that. And then once I got a little bit of help, I realized, oh, I could get more help. I I could be even better than what I am now. And so for me, I view therapy as a performance tool. It's just like lifting weights. It's just like going on a run. It's just like all of those things that I do day to day. It's it's like going to a conference. It's it's learning about a new tool or technique for your career or for hell. If you're you know you're a grappler like me, it's it's just like learning that that next kind of move to to your game. And I, you would use therapy. I'm using it, and what I'm telling you to do is use therapy as that weapon, as that tool, as that X, Y, or Z thing to develop your game better. And if that game means being a better spouse, a better significant other, a better athlete, a better salesperson, whatever it is, there's a therapist out there or some type of therapy. Maybe it's not even traditional therapy, whatever it is, whatever your form is, as long as it's healthy and and not destructive to you, there's a, there's something out there that will help you evolve your game. And that's what I would suggest to you is find it, whatever that thing is, give it a shot, be open to it, understand it may take a little bit of work like anything in life, but you can be better performing than you are right now. And I would say that to any single person out there, this is an easy way, right? This is the, this is kind of a, a, uh, I think a, a mental steroid, right? If you want to get strong, you can go out, you can take steroids, you can take HGH, you can take some sort of performance enhancing drug. This is a performance enhancing tool going to therapy that will let you be sharper, more effective, in my experience, other people that I talk to, it's the same way. I've, but I mean, you will, you can find someone out there that says like therapy is a crock, but 
I don't think it is. Give it a shot. If you're better performing because of it, let me know. If you think it's a load of crap, let me know. You'll know where to find this. Got the links out everywhere. Got emails out out everywhere. I'm wrapping this up. I got to get packed for Coachella. I'm not even ready to go. I got a flight in less than 12 hours. I got to get ready for this. I got to get some sleep, hopefully, too. Thanks so much for tuning in. I love you all. This is the Wolf 6 Actual Podcast, cast number two, over and out.